hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. So we're going to get after it today. We are going to talk about school choice. Now, every show that I do, I really put in some effort to making sure that we take a, a clinical perspective. Not a what I want it to be, what you want it to be. It's not about creating comfort. It's about addressing the issues of today from a clinical lens. And so I am going to do the very best that I can, the very best I know how to give you a clinical perspective. Let's start with what is school choice. We got to create an understanding of what's going on here. The idea behind school choice, there's, there's different models that people suggest. You know, there's the idea of uh, uh, you could choose any school, private or public that you want. There's some people that say, hey, school choice should be an option, but should all, all be public school based. And there's a reason for the differentiation there. Okay. Uh, the, the, the main reason is, well, money. If I, you know, everything that I've seen, every single thing, and I've done some research on this, everything that I'm seeing, it's about money. Now, there's some alternative narratives out there, and we're going to address some of those segregation, racism, uh, you know, stuff like that. We're going to address that, but let's start with the money because based on what is being put out there in narrative right now most of it is based on uh money uh right now each student gets what they call a an average daily monies adm okay every state has an allotted amount of money associated to each student that goes to a public school in their in their state That means the more students there are in the public schools, on average, that's why they take attendance, the the more students there are, the more money that that school will receive. So if students are absent at a very high rate, then a school will get less money. If schools, or as I was, if students don't attend, they're delinquent, they, they, they just don't go to school, then the schools lose out. Now, if that same student goes to a private school, the question is, what happens to the money? Truth is, it's a public school loss. That loss takes money out of the public school. So when we look at this public-private thing, there, there is a difference, all right? Now, the tax money comes from you and me. We pay taxes into this system that then says, hey, we want to support our children, so we're going to help fund schools. So we fund schools in order to provide high levels of education for each and every student, regardless of race, economic background and all that stuff. Well, if you have school choice, how does it impact the money? It's not too difficult to see that if it goes from public school 
to private school, the public schools lose out and the private schools would be benefactors of public monies, meaning that the taxpayers could then be supporting a school that is of a different religious faith, a different uh, belief system of any kind. And people have an issue with that. And I get that. I get that there's an issue with that. <clears throat> but does that mean we shouldn't allow for this? The 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 uh, the public school monies to go to a private school? That's something you'll have to figure out for yourself. As far as from public school to public school, none of you should probably care if it's purely on an economic basis. Why? It doesn't make any difference to you. Zero. You're already funding that kid in a public school. And if they chose to ride their bike, maybe take the city bus or whatever to a different public school, all you're doing is taking the money from one and moving it to the other. So as far as the public school to public school debate, anybody who's against that is buying into these alternative narratives. So I'm going to give you some of the alternative narratives that we hear about. We hear about racism, that uh, the whole idea of being able to take money, take your money with you wherever you go, even if it's from public school to public school, is going to, uh, it's going to be racist. It's going to create a segregation model again. I understand the argument from a social science perspective. What we don't know yet is if it would be a segregation based on uh, functional level in terms of school academic ability, or if it would be a segregation based on race, we don't know, or a segregation based on uh, desire. For instance, these these kids are switching to that school because they have a desire in a particular field. And that school has a technology program or that school has a, an environmental science program, or that school has really good mathematics uh, in, instructors. And so we could get segregation based on all of those. Let's be real. Most likely today, based on what we've seen culturally, it's not going to break down based on race, most likely, and in most places. So that alternative narrative about it being racist is probably unlikely. What's probably more likely is that it's based on uh, desire, uh, desired uh, professional outcome. You're going to see families probably choosing, hey, I want math science programs. And so you'll see a movement in that direction. Or you'll see, hey, they have a good pre, uh, pre-med like biology type program so that they can do some nursing and then move their way into the medical field. Or they have, you know, these niche uh, programs, these niche, these niche programs that, that give you a leg up at the next level. And we'd more, more than likely see that occur. And so 
Will, I mean, you you could potentially see some based on uh, race, some based on religion, but I don't think that's going to be the predominant predominant narrative. Why do I say I don't believe that? Because at the end of the day, our culture as it sits right now in this very moment, even though I'm not suggesting racism doesn't exist, it doesn't exist in the way in which it's being presented in some of these alternative narratives. If a white kid goes to a black school or a black black kid goes to a white school, that doesn't automatically mean that they're going to be uh, alienated. They're going to be uh, you know, abused emotionally, physically, or any other way. Matter of fact, I would suggest that in our current culture, the opposite would be true. If you only had a 2% of a particular population, I, I would suggest that uh, there would be more curiosity about that particular uh, race or ethnicity or whatever it is, more so than a targeting. I think when it becomes a targeting, the thresholds, the statistical thresholds that we look at are when it's over 8 to 10% of a given population, because then it becomes more competitive in that way. It's not, uh, it, it's not a, a, a small niche anymore. It's becoming a larger amount, which goes back to a podcast I, I did a few, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, that there are thresholds that, th that we got to look at. I, it was a melting pot conversation that I was having. And I was talking about how there are certain thresholds that we come up upon and when we come to those thresholds, we we actually get a negative effect after that. Up until then, we get a positive effect. It's that bell curve that we've talked about so many times in uh, social science. So that's more likely to be the case. So let's just talk clinically from a pro and a con, a pro school choice versus against school choice. If I'm looking at it clinically, I've seen I've seen people in private school settings. I've seen very wealthy people. We're talking like millionaires, billionaires. Uh, I have seen uh, the the hardest of the hard. I worked almost six years with gangs in a public school system. And there are some things that I learned in that process. No matter what you do, the, the most important factor is parent involvement in the school. The beauty I see of school choice is parents become immediately involved in school. Why? Because they have to be in order to be in the process. I mean, th technically, they could just default to this is the one that's in our closest proximity, go to that school. But even that is a choice under school choice. Anything else is parents being involved. And we know that student success to through high school and into college is higher if parents are involved. So immediately when I look at the pros, I'm like for school choice. That to me is the single greatest factor as to why from a clinical lens, that would be a good thing.
Other good things include, uh, you know, the ability to find those niche programs, those those programs that are going to develop you in your interests. Um, other uh, positives include uh, you you could you could potentially uh, get a couple of your friends and have your social group and take it with you. That's a possibility in school choice. Outside of school choice, that's not really a possibility. On the negative side, if you're looking at school choice being a problem, I know this alternative narrative about it being racist or it's going to create segregation, which we already addressed. On the negative side, it does create a different kind of challenge for kids. If a kid is not successful in the school of their choosing, it could create a challenge in terms of their overall morale. Now, likewise, the flip side of that is if they are successful, they could believe they're going down the right path earlier and create a greater level of success and benefit society at a greater level. But let's stick with the negative for a second. If morale goes down, then what are you supposed to do with school choice at that point? You send them to a lesser school. You put, you put the small fish in the big pond into a small pond. And they're then a bigger fish in the smaller pond. That's, that's got its pros and cons. Uh, obviously you can create a, uh, uh, a division within the person you could create that that need to uh, assert themselves could create bullying type behavior because oh yeah well I went to this school and you know they could talk it up and they can learn how to lie and manifest those those exaggerations those minimizations until people find out their real story and then potentially you could you could create worse but here's here's the issue I have with that as a whole. Even though all of that is real and could happen, the truth is that stuff happens anyway. It happens right now in your public school, in your district. So, yes, could it exacerbate that problem? It's possible. But we don't know. What we know is that since there isn't school choice, the only options parents have is if they have enough money to go to a private school. So that whole public-private thing is to me the more intriguing debate piece. Because if it's public to public, it's much less significant. If it's public to private and the monies go with the student, then it becomes more of a question of religion, of of of, of belief system, of uh, you know what what parents or kids uh, want from a school, and I'm not sure that that's a a great or a bad thing. I think it's just an interesting aspect. So, um, this whole idea that wealthy people would have more benefit with school choice. They, that gets dispelled real fast when you look at how it plays out. 
Um, it actually goes the other way. What it does is it closes the gap between the wealthy and the less wealthy, because if you could take your money uh, from a, a public school to a private or a public to another public school, then essentially what you're saying is this money is for the kid wherever they want. And it creates a little bit more of an equal uh, uh, starting spot. So that whole thing gets dispelled super fast. Um, and what I want you to have as a takeaway, well, I'm about to let you go here, but the, the big takeaway is get yourself informed. And if you've got kids, participate in their education, whether you're private school, public school, homeschool, whatever. You as a parent being involved in their education makes more difference than any of this other stuff. So if we go to school choice, be involved. If we don't go to school choice, be involved. No matter what, parents, be involved. You make the greatest difference statistically. By, by far, it's the most significant statistic. It's upwards of 80 to 90% of the success of a high school student is based on parent involvement at the middle school, the grade school, or the high school level, parents' involvement. Even if it's once a month, twice a year, doesn't matter. Involvement makes all kinds of difference. Get involved. That's the number one indicator, whether you go school choice or not. I hope this was helpful in the school choice debate, giving you some clinical social science perspective on it. I appreciate you joining us, and I hope you have a good Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much. <laughs>